Hey guys, it's been a while. I apologize for that. I honestly have not had much motivation to record because I have work and other things to do and I honestly wasn't super eager to talk about anything. And I do have a huge list of topics I want to talk about, but I've learned that my best work is when it's natural and it isn't a preconceived topic and it's more organic. And I, I wasn't really passionate about speaking about anything until this. So I'm just gonna get right into it. This is my daily routine. 7.30 a.m., immediately drink a full glass of water. I get out of bed and do not go on my phone. That's my number one rule. I can't scroll in bed or anything. I don't even touch my phone at this hour. I do my morning routine, skincare, etc. Grab a cup of tea and breakfast and my journal. And I sit outside in the warm sunshine to set my morning intentions and goals. And if I have enough time, I will do a morning meditation. At 8 a.m., I'll get ready for my work day with a nice blouse and I'll do my makeup and hair. Make sure that my space and my desk is clean and tidy and I'll clock in for work at 8.30. I work until 12, that's my lunch. And I like to go on a brisk walk in the sun because getting movement is really important, especially when I'm working from home. After I walk, I will cook myself a delicious healthy meal. Today, I decided to throw together a Buddha bowl with chickpeas, quinoa, loads of fresh veggies. It was so good, and I'm so thankful that working from home has given me access to my kitchen to make healthy meals. Towards the end of my lunch, I like to do some yoga in the sun to really ground myself and create peace and serenity within my body. So at 1, I'll clock back in for work. And I like to spend as much time as I can working outside in the sun. It is scientifically proven that nature and sun, uh, but more specifically nature, views, sounds, atmospheres, stuff like that. They're stress relieving, calming, and good for the mind and soul. So I spend a few hours outside doing my work from there. At 5 p.m., I'll clock out for the day. I make myself a green smoothie before my workout at the gym and I will listen to a motivational podcast during my workout because the vibrations and frequencies of certain music is not good for our mind and soul so I instead will listen to a motivational podcast. At 6.30, I, before I change and I shower, I'll journal outside about my day, how I'm feeling how I can be a better version of myself, how I can be more productive, positive affirmations, things I'm grateful for. This is a no phone zone. I put my phone inside and I sit outside and journal and maybe I'll read as well. Tonight was freshly seared salmon, arugula salad with couscous and lemon olive vinaigrette and broccolini. I tossed together the salad while my mom cooked the salmon and veggies. At 7.30, we had family time. This is either, depending on the day, either movie, TV show, game, etc. I love watching movies with my family and I'm super grateful for them. At 9, I will start my nightly routine, 
which includes daily reflections in my journal, tidying up my room, reading, enhancing my vocabulary, gua sha, drinking chamomile tea, etc. Um, something that I have learned is that eating is pretty bad for you at this time of day, so I go to bed hungry, but at least I ignored my craving for something sweet. As I close my eyes, I will reflect on the orderly and productive day I just completed. And I'm asleep by 10 p.m. Alright, so I hope I didn't lose you, but part of me hopes I did, because uh, that was a lot of bullshit. That was not my daily routine. Let me tell you what I actually did. Realistically. At 8 a.m., my alarm went off, and I immediately go to my phone. I forced myself to sift through YouTube and find a five-minute morning meditation because it apparently helps ground your entire day. A good minute in, I pass out and wake up minutes before 8.30. Well, that must have been a peaceful meditation. I reach over for my computer and clock in from bed with seconds to spare. Why would I put on a blouse and makeup when I am never seen on camera? That sounds silly. I work until lunch. I go on my phone for a good chunk of my lunch. I then realized that I promised myself I would try to get into yoga, so I roll myself off the couch and do some yoga in the sunshine. Shit, I forgot my walk. I'll end up getting movement in somehow, so I continue my yoga. Halfway through yoga, I give up because I have yet to understand the inner peace that everyone keeps raving about. My ass hurts from working out, my glutes and hamstrings yesterday, so I end up stretching instead. Five minutes until lunch is over, I toss a Lean Cuisine white cheddar macaroni and cheese in the microwave and munch as I clock in at the kitchen table. At one, I clock back in for work. I saw a TikTok that said that people get more and more depressed with less and less time outside, so I decide to take a plop on the couch outside for a change in scenery. It is scientifically proven that nature is healing and calming for the mind and soul, However, the gardener's leaf blower blasting my earlobes and the dog that's been barking nonstop all day is not very serene. As my whole body is sweating in this heat, I can't even see my fucking computer screen because it's so bright and a bug crawls up my arm. And I then congratulate myself for the serene moment I tried to have outside and return to my couch office. At 5pm, I clock out for the day, go on my phone for a bit before chugging pre-workout before the gym. It may not be a green smoothie, but... It's made with all natural and clean ingredients, so that is my shot at gut health. I turn my podcast on and get unbearably bored during my workout, so I switch to my hype music because music makes me happy, no matter the damn vibrational frequency. People are, for some reason, all staring at me as I look up, and it's not like, oh, the boys are just staring at me. No, it's like, old ladies judging me for anything I'm wearing or I don't know what they're looking at me for and girls my age glaring at me like I just murdered their whole family and it was weird. So I ended up getting extremely anxious and I left my workout early so that my chest wouldn't explode. Before I change and shower, I journal outside about the most random things that pop into my head. I try not to go on my phone when I read her journal but she kept buzzing so I just had to see. And plans for tonight were displayed on my phone. So I quickly wrap up my entry and I break the news to my family. Tonight's dinner was leftovers for me. My mom was not too happy when she heard last minute that I would not be joining dinner. But sometimes that's just how life goes. I eat this quickly before I head out for the night. No family time tonight. 
It's okay though, because I hate movies and that was their plan. Better off watching without me. Off to a night with my friends roasting s'mores. So wholesome. Just kidding. We have a change of plans. People are mobbing the nearby bar. I'm glad I look somewhat put together and I had a leather jacket in my car that will dress up my jeans. So off to the bars. 12.30 a.m. No nightly routine tonight, ma'am. Somehow I managed to take off my makeup with the wipe I yeeted to the floor and I sit on TikTok for a bit. Eating is bad for you at this time of day, but I stayed up way later than expected and am ravenous, so I beeline to the pantry and feel satiated as I enjoy my late night snack. As I close my eyes, I reflect on the spontaneous and adequate day I just completed. I am asleep by 1am. Alright. <clears throat> so, this came to me yesterday when... I, I still haven't fixed this habit, but... I was watching a YouTube video in the shower because I cannot let my thoughts roam. I was watching a daily routine YouTube video because recently I have been really trying to be more conscious of what I do throughout my day and have more self-care throughout my day. And some things I've been trying to do are actual things that I did say and the first daily routine that sounded like a load of bowl. I've actually done some of those, like I've done all of those things. It's just, they normally don't happen so cohesively throughout my day. It normally is that one thing I mess up, another thing happens and you know, life happens. I'm not gonna, my day's not gonna be perfect. But those examples that I used are things that I've been trying to do like yoga, morning meditations, washing, um, journaling, reading, stuff like that, but not as disciplined, but I think that's a good thing. So I'm watching this YouTube video and I'm actually cackling as I am washing my hair because her routine was a solid 10 times worse than the first one that I read. It was like, I wake up in the morning and I drink a full glass of lemon water. Like, come on. And oh my god, the video quality was like her filling up the faucet. It's like, we're not in a movie. It was with some professional camera and she'd be like, I immediately take a full glass of lemon water and I set my daily goal. And I think to myself, what do I want to get done today? How do I want to change the world today? Like, you're done you're done like what don't you're not fooling anyone and then it got me thinking do people actually think that this is normal like do they think that this is real and i was reading the comments and honestly yeah they're just like so inspiring i i love this start your day with intentions and guiding questions calm your mind and find your center find consistent healthy meals Take 30 minutes to write your gratitude. Prioritize your most important task for the day. Take 10 minutes every day for a daily reset. Do something that brings you joy. Reflect at the end of the day. Like, no, I'm not gonna sit and write a novel throughout my day. Like, no, I'm gonna be a feel rat at the clubs. Like, let me be, and she's the same age as me. And I was sitting there like, damn, like, yeah, she has her life together, but like, does she really enjoy that? I don't know. It was just very 
unrealistic and I was watching that dumbfounded because personally I think that yeah sure she has her shit together but that's not how you actually live life like that's so boring you're not living life if you are doing the same thing every day and then I was thinking so do people think this is real does she think that this is fun and is this re what really brings joy to her life like doing a daily reset what does that even mean we don't have power buttons is that a nap because i will i will gladly take a nap but i didn't see the nap in there and it was only 10 minutes shit i need 30. like don't fib i it was just it bothered me watching that video i was getting frustrated because if people are more naive then they're gonna believe that they're lesser than because they're not doing this daily you know reflection routine whatever that she's doing which she probably isn't even doing she's just pretending like she is with a hd quality camera on her youtube channel because she wants people to see the best version of her i mean don't get me wrong routines are great and i plan on that's in my list of things to talk about i love routines they keep us grounded and when we are amidst change, it's so important to have a routine to grasp because it's the only thing that's stagnant in your life. But anyways, the spontaneous decisions and the plans that are just random turn out to be some of the most impactful and memorable things that at least I will remember. And that happens for a reason because you're not doing the same old. It's something new. Get out of your natural bubble and do something different. That would be my advice to her. And this had me thinking, what are my favorite memories? I was trying to think of what my favorite memories actually were and if they aligned with my thoughts on this whole topic. And I kept circling back to when I was in Italy. And literally all of our trips, for some reason, it would be chaos because we wouldn't plan. It would be just everything would be in the air, we would be sprinting in the train stations, we would miss trains in a foreign country, like there was a language barrier. We looked like spring breakers, we were in huge groups. I mean, the stuff that happened abroad, I can't even legally talk about, <laughs> but for the most part, some of my favorite memories, if not my favorite memories, are because of the lack of plan and the spontaneous trips and decisions enjoying what comes to you rather than having everything so cookie cutter and planned being abroad during a pandemic i mean that's the opposite of plan every week we had different things coming out and different restrictions but for some reason all the trips we took every single time we would be running to catch a train one time we missed a train and were we were about to rent a rental car to drive back from i believe venice to rome we missed our train because one of my friends decided to purchase our train tickets on the same account so that it would be easy to find them when we all needed to scan them and we were just going to venmo him but he was a uh, I guess very excited to buy these train tickets. I'm not really sure what happened, um, but he did purchase them from Rome to Venice instead of from Venice to Rome. We were in Venice, so we needed to go from Venice to Rome and uh, well, he bought the wrong ticket. And we were on the last train. 
So we couldn't get back and we had school and midterms and, you know, we were screwed. The only train that was going to leave was a six hour red eye and it was about 240 euros. First of all, my initial reaction, pissed because I love plans. I love being timely. I love having an order to my life. So when I realized that, you know, we were kind of screwed, I panicked. It was three people. The one who fucked up the tickets, me, and my friend Lulu. And I'm over here panicking because I am, quote unquote, the mom of the group. Like, I had the plans if there were any plans. And I just see Lulu literally on the floor pissing her pants because it was so funny. Who makes that mistake of buying? That'd be like if you wanted to go to New York and you bought a ticket from New York to San Francisco. Like, obviously he felt bad. Lulu is cackling on the floor. She's on the floor at this point, like, rolling because it's so funny. We're going back and forth. Like, the guy, Collins, who messed up our tickets is like, I'll pay for a rental car and, like, I'll take us down and we'll get back. Like, don't worry because we had to go for midterms. And... You drive on the left side in Italy, and if you've ever been to Europe in general, they drive like maniacs compared to in America. Uh, The pedestrian laws are different in Italy, where like if you jaywalk in Italy, and if you get hit on your dime, whereas in America, if you jaywalk, it's the driver's fault, even if it's not a crosswalk. Anyways, so they don't care because they're not paying for shit, so they will drive however they want to drive. And Lulu, in particular, got car sick when she would drive in Europe, because they drive so wild. So this was going to be a wild ride, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh my god. And so I start laughing. We ended up getting a train somehow, but another time in Florence, we planned that trip the day before. We only went for a day and something happened with our tickets. The ticket system during COVID was actually a shit show. My friend Ellie and I and my other friend Peter was just three of us again. Somehow it was in trios. Maybe that was the problem. What was that? What's that? Oh, the Bermuda Triangle. Isn't that like a... Okay, whatever. I'm getting off track, but... Uh, we were trying to get on our train and they were blocking the entrance and, you know, again, the last train and something was up with the tickets and we were sprinting and we tried to escape and get past the security. We were sprinting from the cops and they were like low-key about to arrest us and that was, that was, that was another one. Okay, (laughs) I've never done this before, but I couldn't let some of these stories go untold because, I mean, to put things lightly, my study abroad group legally cannot disclose some things that happened because we were that feral. Like, (laughs) we were, and I'm not being like, oh my god, we were so wild. We are literally banned from a (laughs) county in Italy. So, I do mean that, sincerely. But some other memories that I just had to recall and put in this episode was one of the first weeks, my roommate at the time, and actually my roommate next year, shout out Ellie, our presence was requested by not only the bartenders, but our new friends. And it was 2am and we did have class the next day and we had just gotten back from the bars, but you know, the night was young and so we were in our pajamas our guy friends come in busting our door down being like come on you gotta get out like we're going to the bars again like get up let's go 
And Ellie and I look at each other like, fuck. Okay, mob. But under our conditions, we are going in our pajamas. And so we did just that. I, slippers and all, in the PJs at approximately 2.30 in the morning, we are walking down the streets of Trastevere, bar hopping. And that's when I knew that Ellie was going to be my best friend. (laughs) Next up, in Amalfi, uh, we needed to take one train and then a boat to the Amalfi Coast. I think that's how it worked. And this is our first trip. (laughs) Fuck, I forgot about this part. We stayed in a hostel for like $15 in some random place, did our school that day. You can't use Uber in Italy. It's illegal, at least in Rome. And so we used this app called Freenow. It's like a taxi app and they just weren't responding. It wasn't the ass crack of dawn. Like it was a normal hour to order a taxi and they just weren't coming. And so our train was getting closer and closer. Anyway, so we find this guy. We're like, hello, where are you? Because he's taking ages. He's like, oh, I'm coming. So he ends up coming and I'm like, bitch, you got to hurry. I'm on the phone with him. Like you better be beelining to this airport. And we're telling him drive reckless. We don't care. Like get us on time. So uh, I guess there wasn't parking. This was in Naples, by the way, which is very crowded. So he parked somewhere like streets away. I don't know why this man decided to park literal blocks away instead of turning his hazards on. I will never know. But I have ingrained in my head this vision of the taxi driver holding two carry-on luggages and just bolting. And it looked like he was literally going to take our luggage. And we were sprinting like through red lights. All these cars were honking at us because we needed to get to the car. And he understood the assignment. I said bolt. He bolted. Like, I've never seen a man run so fast. Like, he was... The dedication was there. Um, We did miss our train. And so, we were like, okay, it's fine. We'll get another train. So, we get another train and we had a connecting boat. And so, we were like, okay, hopefully we can make the boat. We ended up not being able to make the boat. And... Now we've missed a train and a boat. So like the money's adding up and we're like, dude, we just want to get to Amalfi. So somehow my friend finds this random bus that is willing to take us to the Amalfi coast from, I believe, Salerno or something like that. From basically from the top of the island to the bottom of the island where we needed to go. Like a two hour drive for two euros per person. I mean, the bus was on its last limb and we weren't exactly positive where it was going because there was a bit of a language barrier and we were like, this is way too good to be true because we were going to buy another boat thing and it was going to be like at least $100. So we were like, make this make sense. So we're like, okay, whatever. Like at this point, let's just get on this bus. (laughs) So two of my friends are like, okay, well, let's just use this time wisely And so they go to this bar and order drinks and then the bus comes. And so I'm calling them like, guys, the bus is here. We're telling the bus driver just one more minute, like, hold on. Everyone's kind of getting pissed off at us. And all of a sudden, my two friends come (laughs) sprinting out, double fisting drinks. And they're like, shit, we can't take it on the bus. The guy's like, no, you can't take it. So (laughs) they're like, fuck. And they just down both hands of full drinks they just down them and they're like all right let's mob two hour bus ride oh my god so that's another one i can't really discuss what happened 
in this next one. Um, there was so much to it, but this was a Halloween weekend, and I literally cannot say what happened, um, because the last time someone spoke about it on social media, they were, um, penalized very heavily and academically, so I cannot disclose what happened, but I can disclose that I was on that trip, uh, in a forest alone, running from the cops, um, for 30 minutes, like literally laying in a forest, eating a bag of cookies, waiting for the cops to leave because they were following me, asking where I was going. And I wasn't going anywhere. I needed to sleep at the Airbnb, um, but they couldn't know that. As they were following me, someone else came running and then they looked over and I just, I jumped into the forest and I was crouched down hiding in the literal pitch black in the wee hours but that's pretty much that yeah that's all I'm gonna say about that (laughs) um and just other memories that I've that I'm looking back on one night we just randomly went to the coliseum a few nights before everyone was leaving and no one was there and it was we when we did a spontaneous trip to Venice legitimately you could hear a pin drop because it was so quiet and that's that was just one advantage of traveling during COVID. I'm getting so off topic, but I literally can talk about Italy forever. And if you know me, you're probably like, oh my God, shut up. But it was so fun. And I literally met my best friends there. Um, but anyways, so when I was reflecting on what my favorite memories were in my entire life, for some reason, the ones that came to my head right away were the ones that were just very, very spontaneous, like not planned at all, no adults, like spring break or college kids trying to navigate traveling with trains and flights in like during COVID. And and it's just, it made me think. And I was right. I turned out to be right. The most spontaneous memories are the most memorable ones. Your favorite memory isn't going to be when you're reading a nonfiction novel in your backyard. It's going to be when you are sprinting from the cops, almost getting arrested on a night out with your friends. Like, what are you really going to remember? Personally, I would rather take a night off of my nightly routine to be belligerent at a club. And sure, I may wake up very tired and quite possibly hungover. But I sure as hell would rather do that than wake up extremely well-rested from an uneventful night doing fucking gratitude journals. Like, prioritize wisely is what I'm trying to say. And speaking of prioritizing, can't she prioritize this when she's retired or something? The YouTube video girl. She was the same age as me. This is known to be the most important time of our life. And I understand not having the time to do this as an adult, but when you're retired, you're not really doing much. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd rather do that later. If I really have to choose, there's a way to balance it, but I would rather miss out on whatever she's doing or whatever she's pretending to fucking do in that YouTube video. I'd rather miss out on that than miss out on opportunities to meet new friends, to maybe even meet my husband. Who knows? 
to have all of these memories that I'll crack up to while I'm telling my kids someday. And speaking of kids, what are they gonna think when they're asking you about your childhood and you're like, oh yeah, I really was centered with my morning meditations. They're gonna look at you like, oh my God, my mom is actually psycho. Sorry, but I don't want my kids to think that I was some boring young adult during the most treasured time of my life. I want them to piss their pants as I'm telling them the memories that I had with my friends when I was their age. And I want them to learn lessons by listening to what I had to learn the hard way by experiencing myself. And I want them to realize that life is bittersweet. It's awful at some times, but it's awesome during others. And the only way that they're going to figure that out is by living a life out of their routine. But when you really need a routine, which again, I love my routines. If you know me, you know that I am very adamant on having a routine. Consistency in someone's life makes them more mentally stable. And if you don't have consistency, that's why during times of change, a lot of people kind of freak out because they don't have any sort of consistency. And I really value routines. I just also really value slipping out of them sometimes for the sake of having a good life. But If I had to give you advice on routines, I would, again, really try to stick to them during times of change, like moving, transitions, times of struggle, moving to or from college, stuff like that. Personally, I tend to get really anxious during times of change, so I feel more grounded if at least something is consistent in my life. But if you really want to have a solid routine down, you have to make it practical because if you are making it unrealistic and absurd, then you're not going to stick to it and then you're going to think that it's out of your ability and then you're not going to do it. You're not going to believe in yourself. You're not going to believe that you can stick to this routine. So if you only want to journal once a week, fine, do that. That's great. It's better than forcing yourself to every day and creating this very narrow routine for yourself and not seeing a purpose for the journaling and so you skip it or you just skip it all together because it's too hard. Start practical and then edge your way into it. Consistency is an admirable skill but not tolerating anything outside of that consistency won't allow you to live your best life and to grow as a person. Just don't be boring. You can do that when you're old. If you feel old, then just do something out of your ordinary schedule and see if that'll make you feel young and adventurous again because it probably will. So when you are old, actually, and when you're on your deathbed, are you really going to remember the best times of your life being the morning routine and the drinking of the water and the night routine the gua shaing and the reading and meditations or are you going to remember the random things that you don't normally do that end up being an experience of a lifetime like was your fucking gua sha routine that groundbreaking or was it when you ditched the routine for once and drove down the highway with the windows down belting your favorite songs with your friends before you left for college. What will you cherish the most? Honestly, I sympathize for the people in the comments like, oh, I wish I was like her. I wish I was that disciplined because discipline is great, but people are fake. Social media is so fake. And I could just go on and on about social media. I'm not saying I'm not fake on my social media. Like, 
if you scroll through my social media, I look like I was doing fine and dandy when I quite frankly wasn't whatsoever. It's scary how easy it is to hide how you are actually feeling and doing via social media. You don't know what someone's going through behind closed doors or outside social media. This one time my sister sent me a picture of one of my friends and was like, oh my god, she's thriving, like she looks like she's living it up in college, oh my god. And I replied and was like, wow, because I know her personally and I know that she absolutely despises the place that she is in right now, college-wise. She hates her friends that she's posing with in this picture, and she hates herself, unfortunately. And I very briefly told her that without giving much away. I was like, no, actually, that's just not the case. And she was like, wow, you would never expect from her Instagram. She looks like she is living her best life. And that's scary especially for young kids because they probably are looking up to especially influencers and celebrities but also different families and how moms portray their kids we all do it is the thing but we still fail to remember that when we're scrolling through like we do that too so why can't we remember that it's probably fake on their end as well it's sad no one in their right mind wakes up at the ass crack of dawn, sets morning intentions, journals multiple times a day, always eats healthy, drinks 17 liters of lemon water, reads four novels, and becomes a fucking yoga instructor all before 8pm. I mean, no shade if you do all that, but if you do live like that, that's great, but I challenge you to take steps out of your natural order because clearly you aren't not living life on the edge. That sounds so cheesy, but like honestly just living. That's just bland in my opinion. Doing the same thing every day is like, that's literally like if you are eating the same thing every single day, you're going to get tired of it at some point and the one day that you try something different, you're going to be like, oh my god, like this is so good. How did I not know? And there are all of these different styles of food and cultures and you won't know until you try it. Until you actually order something else. Don't be a picky eater. Expand your palate. Oh, have you ever seen when someone says, oh, I don't like this food. Like, I've never tried it and I know I won't like it. I think a lot of kids do this if I remember correctly, and then they try it and they're like, wait, this is actually good. And the mom's like, see, at least that happened in my family. Yeah, it's because when you actually take the risk and if you don't like it, then you don't like it and you don't have to eat it again. Like, it's as simple as that. But if you do, then you've just opened your food palate or your palate of life, I guess. There's so much out there that you are not experiencing. Imagine literally sitting on your deathbed and being like, all I had was toast and butter my entire life and I didn't know that there was Mexican food out there. I didn't know what pizza was. Like, that is traumatizing. <laughs> That's like almost imprisonment. It's like you're voluntarily restraining yourself from life 
and from joy and actual happiness. It's just strange how a routine can be something that is so grounding and really great for health in general, but can really easily spiral for someone if they aren't willing to step out of it every once in a while. So here are some things that I do that help me feel put together even when I am not. These are very easy because sometimes I freak out when I am not in my routine. Like sometimes when I take those steps and am spontaneous, I get scared because I can't grasp that consistency. So here are some things that help me feel good in those moments. Vitamins. Get a weekly case. I know I'm going to sound like a grandpa, but taking them is so much easier when you have them in a case because you don't have to sift through all the bottles and get them like one by one. It's They're right there and you have no excuses. You just take them. It's super easy. It's a good way to take care of yourself. Even if you don't do anything and you can barely get out of bed, just try to take your vitamins and you have nourish yourself. I take so many vitamins and when I fill up my weekly case, I look like one, a grandpa and two, a drug addict because I resemble a grandpa because I have to put so many pills into my weekly case or else I won't take them because I'll forget to take them if they're not sitting on my nightstand. And I also resemble a drug addict because I have 10 bottles of supplements on my bathroom counter once a week. But anyways, try to journal or read once a week, no matter how long. Don't really push yourself because if you push yourself, then you're not going to enjoy it and you are supposed to enjoy life if you didn't know that by now. So if you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. Try your best to get some air outside. Try to get a little bit of air and sun every day, even five minutes. And don't freak out if you can't stick to your daily routine because, as I said, the spontaneous parts of life is what makes it fun. So don't worry if you can't get in a workout or you can't read today. That's something that I even need to work on, being able to be okay with not having time to go to the gym. Try to not be in bed for a long period of time. I'm such a hypocrite because I'm saying this from my bed, but it's also 10 p.m., so I give myself that. But try not to be in your bed for a long period of time unless you are trying to sleep or you are winding down because your mind gets confused. So even if you move your lounging to the couch, it's easier for your brain to understand that the bed is for sleeping and the couch is for lounging accessorize. If you know me, you know I'm a hoe for matching sets. They just exhibit such composure, in my opinion. And when I put on a matching set, I feel like I am at least put together in my outfit. Visibly, I look put together. I could be a wreck mentally, but if I have a matching set on, you know, I'm feeling a little better. (laughs) Jewelry, rings earrings necklaces if you have that stuff on it'll obviously make you feel better nails painted i had just painted my nails today because i realized that when my nails are painted i feel more clean i guess and put together same with when i do my eyebrows like when i plot them 
stuff like that. So, I mean, everyone's different. You guys are, some of you are probably like, that's weird. But I assure you that each person has those little things in their life that make them feel better when they are done or something like that. Spend time with and without people. So make sure that you have time for yourself and have time to spend time for yourself and by yourself. If you feel that you struggle with spending time alone, that's something that you should work on because you should be your own best friend and you should enjoy spending time with yourself because you're with yourself for your entire life. Just in case you didn't know that, from birth until death, you are always going to be there for yourself. So it's very important that you enjoy the time that you have with someone that should be your best friend. But also don't forget to be social every once in a while. As human beings, we need alone time, but we also need socialization with other people scientifically. So just please try to be social every once in a while and take time for your family, your friends, and have a good balance between spending time alone versus spending time with people. And the people that you are spending your time with should make you happy. If you realize that you come back drained and not refreshed, then you're spending time with the wrong people. Set time limits for your phone. I just did this a few days ago and it's been great. I have downtime on my phone. That's like a setting in your phone. Or I also have the do not disturb with the night shift. It'll lock my apps and I have to like request 15 extra minutes for extra time or whatever. I mean, it's not practical to never be on it like that one girl and like me in the beginning, my first round of my daily routine. So just try to be realistic and the time limits help me do that. So if you are someone who's on their phone a little more than they want to be, then I would try to do that and try to get good sleep. Limit your caffeine after a certain hour. I struggle with this because I work out right after I clock out at five, so it's hard for me. I have to chug my pre-workout right after or else I won't be able to take it or I will be up all night. Um, melatonin is great. It's a natural supplement to help you go to sleep. Night shift your phone so that it's easy on the eyes and have a wind down routine of some sort. Something that I have always hated since I was literally birthed was reading and I am really trying my best to get back into the reading. I've found that reading helps me wind down because it tires me. I've never really uh, been energetic as I'm reading a book. It kind of puts me to sleep. So, and I mean the obvious other things that'll help you feel put together. Working out is scientifically releases endorphins obviously you're gonna feel more energized it might take a month or so to actually enjoy working out i know today i didn't feel like working out and i didn't because i was like if i don't want to do it then i'm not going to do it and even trying in your downtime to work on yourself or to work on your life i'd say something that i've been doing is when I'm reading or even if I'm talking with someone or just whenever I see a word that I don't know or if I see a word that I'm curious about, I will immediately put it in Quizlet. I have a literal Quizlet and the cool thing with Quizlet is when you put in the word, it'll 
when you go to type in the definition, it'll prompt the definition for you. So I don't even have to look it up as I'm making myself flashcards. So I'm, I literally am making myself flashcards. It's like, instead of looking it up, I just type it in my Quizlet doc and it'll give me the definition and I can just click it and it'll save as a flashcard. So anyways, I've been trying to expand my vocabulary, but I'm leaning up to saying that working on yourself or working on being a better version of yourself will help you feel more put together in the long run. I am trying to sell my clothes to make some money. I'm going to learn how to sew, I've decided, in the next week because I have some clothes that I want to hem and I thought that that would be a good hobby for me to learn. Making lists are good, help you feel put together. They could also make you feel overwhelmed though, so be careful. Um, but I find it nice and comforting to have a list that I can refer back to rather than thinking of all the things that I need to do. And checking it off is a visual cue that I'm getting something done. So this was kind of all over the place, as every podcast of mine is, but... This was my take on the daily routine because what you see is not what it is at all. Social media, I would say, is a very manipulative space because it twists your mind to, one, forget that people are doing the same thing as you are by uploading the best of the best and only the fantastic parts of their life. So the media manipulates you to forget that, that they're doing the same thing as you in that sense. And it also just makes you feel bad about yourself. And that's not even visually, it's just people will put the best pictures of themselves aesthetically and how they look and in that realm, but they'll also they're not going to show the lazy parts of their life. They're only going to show when they're traveling and skydiving and teaching kids and, you know, going to school and partying and out and about. They're not going to show when they're sitting in their bed on their phones, probably wishing that they were like the other people that they see on their phone. It's like a cycle. Everyone wishes that they were someone else or wishes that they had the life of someone else when In reality, it's all fake. It is literally all fucking fake. And it's sad. We all believe it. I know that I'm ranting about it right now, but I 100% believe the lies that I see online. And I give in. You won't even realize that you are, but social media is so manipulative in that sense. It can be a great tool, but it can also screw you. So next time you not even on the media but next time you are comparing yourself to someone else in either looks or I don't know personality or life or people surrounding them remember that you're only seeing what they want you to see and you're only seeing the best unless you are really really close to them but what they put out there willingly is the best of the best so obviously If you're going to be comparing those standards to the standards that you see in yourself, you see yourself in the slumps and you also see yourself in the highs. But you don't see that in other people because they don't put that out there. So just remember that next time you are comparing or find yourself comparing with someone else. I mean, this went everywhere, but I hope that I gave you some puzzle pieces today. 
And just remember that routines are great, consistency is great, but being spontaneous is what makes life life and fun and worthwhile and memorable. On the other hand, the life that you're seeing from your perspective, seeing someone else's life from your perspective, is not the life that they're actually living. It's a fib. So don't be down on yourself for a lie of a life that you're seeing from your eyes watching only the best of the best from what they're putting out there. So with that, I hope you got some puzzle pieces today. I am going to do my nightly routine, but if I get a buzz on my phone saying to go to the bars, I will be going to the bars because that's how you should live life. You should be able to drop your routine for plans that come your way because that's what life's about. Remember that. So next time someone hits you with a random plan, go. You'll thank God that you said yes to those spontaneous plans as you remember them when you're older instead of the stuff that you said no to and you'll regret it. So go. <laughs> thank you guys for listening and I hope that I have given you a little bit more of a perspective on the reality of people's lives that you don't necessarily get to see willingly from them. Bye guys. <laughs>